to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Okay, we're going to read uh, God's Word together. So Matthew chapter 1 and from verse 17. And so we see there are there are two main accounts of the birth of Christ here in Matthew and also in Luke. And, and so we're going to we'll be reading from Matthew here today from verse 17. And we're going to start in verse 17 so we don't have to read through the extensive genealogy that, that we have before this. So thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile in Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. And we can be reminded again that the life of Jesus, this is not some story, some fable, but Jesus is grounded in reality, in time and history. Verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph. Mary and Joseph had a plan for how their future was going to look. God had a different plan. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. And this was a really big deal through the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to disgrace, did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her Quietly, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived, what is in seed form in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through the prophet, the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph woke up and then he did what we also should do. He did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and he took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. God has a plan. Just say it out loud with me. God has a plan. God has a plan. And God's plans can seem less than ideal sometimes. What we have this morning as we look through, I got five thoughts about God's plans springboarding from the account here. And so we're going to endeavor to have these five thoughts in less than 20 minutes. And so who would like to believe for a Christmas miracle with me (laughs) this morning? We we can do it. God has a plan and God's plans can seem less than ideal. Let's let's go back and, and have a look. Verse 18. Okay, so this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Okay, so they're they're getting ready to be married. They've got an idea, a plan for what this is going to look like. They've got a good plan. Joseph is, is pumped. He's got this beautiful young woman that he's marrying. They're thinking about their life together. The, the two of them are going to have kids. They're going to have this normal kind of family life. But verse 18 continues. But before they came together, she, Mary, 
was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Now, how does that conversation go? So Mary's probably 15 years of age at this time. So I wonder how her communication and conflict resolution skills have developed to to this point. So Mary is now having a chat with Joseph. And so what does that look like? Is it like, like, uh, hey, Jojo, I got some news. I don't know how a 15-year-old girl talks. I've, uh, I've had... I've had two in my house and they'll be hating me right now. Um, I got some news. Can you check your Snapchat? Uh, and so she goes on and, and it's something like, um, hey, Joseph, God, God through the Holy Spirit has, uh, has just popped a tiny baby in my womb. <laughs> Amazing, right? And it's not just any baby. Jojo, honey, no, it's a super, a superstar baby. No biggie, but he's going to be the saviour of the world. <laughs> How does that conversation go? That's a tricky one. This is the plans of God, which are very out of alignment to the plans of humanity. It just, it didn't, it didn't make sense here. Verse 19, because Joseph, her husband, husband to be really, but it, in Jewish culture, they were basically called husband and wife already. Uh, because he was faithful to the law, uh, yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So Joseph's response to Mary saying, hey, I'm pregnant, promise, wasn't someone else, it's just this God thing. Joseph is like, do you think I'm a meathead? There's no such thing as that, what you've just described. Uh, so, uh, but because I'm a nice guy, I'm going to divorce you quietly. I, I don't want you to be publicly disgraced. Uh, so this is how God planned for the most important arrival in humanity to happen. God's plans are different to our plans. This didn't start with this awe and wonder moment because God has a plan and God's plans can seem less than ideal at times. And we need to be reminded, like Isaiah 55, 9 tells us that as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. This is God reminding us about the gap between humanity's wisdom and God's wisdom. And so we need to bear this in mind. When we think we've got God figured out, life figured out, or when we have no idea what's going on, we can remember that God has a plan. He always has a plan, but his plans can seem less than ideal to us. So God has a plan and God's plans have a supernatural stamp. They are far beyond the logic and wisdom of earth, which if God is God, we would expect that to be so, right? And and God's plans involve a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, but after Joseph had considered this, after he had He'd used human logic and, and considered, okay, she tells me she's preggers, it's a God thing, load of baloney, going to divorce you quietly. So he's, he's thought through this with human wisdom, human not logic, as, as we would. And so then God intervened and an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because she told you the truth, mate. Uh, Because what's conceived in her 
is from the Holy Spirit. This was a God thing. And so Joseph, his first connection to Jesus is rejection. Pushing him away. So I don't want any part of this. This is, this is not a God thing as Mary had described. He, he, he was, Jesus was misunderstood and, and pushed away from this, this first moment with Joseph. And, and so God had to come and, and intervene and speak to him in a way that overrid his basic humanity to show him a logic that was beyond human logic. And God calls us past our humanity, a walk with the living God, a relationship with the God of all things has to call us beyond what would simply make sense. Now, God doesn't want us to leave logic and intellect on the floor. They're exceptionally important. But God operates in a realm that goes from here and is just a a whole nother extraordinary that just it can't make sense logically. And so God, we see that in this story is God calls Joseph from that place into a whole different place. And so for seekers here today or doubters or keep my options openers, Joseph thought he understood the Jesus thing. He thought he had it figured out, but he didn't. And then he eventually gained insight, not by the clever words of Mary trying to convince him this is what's happened. It wasn't by the clever words of humans or some human convincing, but it was a dream. It was an encounter. It was a moment where God made himself real and Joseph took note. And can I encourage you here today, if you're you're searching and you haven't got the God thing figured out, God wants to make himself real to you to you to jump off the pages, that it wouldn't be a story or or something that some believe, but it could be real and understood. And and it happens sometimes in a moment where there would be an opportunity for us to see the risen God. It could be a thought, a conversation, a service like today. And it's like the dots connect like they never have before. And we can see God for who He really is. God has a plan and God's plans so often start in seed form, start in seed form. Verse, verse 20, so Joseph has this, this little God encounter, this, this dream. And, and so Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her, this seed, this tiny seed that is in her is from the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, she will give birth to a son You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will give and and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God has a plan and God's plans so often start in seed form. Jesus' incarnation didn't start with him as a complete, fully formed man, ready, just rocking up to save people from their sins. That was actually going to be decades away from what we've just read. He doesn't even start as a complete baby, ready to just like, bloop, down on, on planet Earth. He starts at the, the point of conception here, this tiny little seed 
tiny little seed, unseen to the normal eye, small, vulnerable, intangible, insignificant. Seeds. Seeds are planted and they sprout and they grow and then they mature into fruitfulness and fullness. And Jesus started as a man in seed form. And God works the same way today. Incredible dreams and ideas start in seed form. Beautiful opportunities start in seed form. The joy and peace that we crave are gifts that start in seed form. A robust overcoming prayer life starts in seed form. Your God-given call starts in seed form. And God wants to bless the world through you and I. God wants to bless the world through you and I. And we cannot underestimate the power of the supernatural seed that has been planted in each and every one of us for the express purpose of God blessing the world through us. So God has a plan, but God's plans so often start in seed form, a small, vulnerable, intangible, and insignificant. But let us today make a choice again to let that supernatural seed be planted, that it would sprout, that it would grow, and that it would mature into fruitfulness and fullness. God has a plan, and God's plans are stewarded by Ordinary people, like you and I. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded. Good boy, Joseph. And he took Mary home to be his wife. 25, but did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Joseph was invited to be a part here of God's supernatural plan. Ordinary person called to steward God's extraordinary plan. And Joseph then, he, he followed God's leading. He, was, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He followed the, the prompting, the leading of the Holy Spirit. He acted in obedience. He took a faith step that went beyond human knowledge. And Christmas, Christmas is an invitation not just to think about the Christmas story, but to be a part of the ongoing Christmas story because God has a plan and God's plans are stewarded by ordinary people like you and I here today. Brilliant English theologian N.T. Wright says, what's Jesus up to in the present? How can we participate in that work? We must recognise that God intended to rule the world through human beings. When we ask about the way in which God wants to run the world, we should expect from the whole of Scripture that the answer will have something to do with the delegation of God's authority to human beings. This then is how Jesus puts his kingdom achievement into operation through the humans he has rescued. God the Father works through Jesus. Jesus works through his followers empowered by the Spirit. This is not accidental. It's God's plan. God doesn't do what he does by blasting away through all opposition. God does what he does by working with the grain of the cosmos, by planting seeds. 
seeds that grow secretly and by calling humans to be co-creators with God. So God plants in you and I supernatural seeds of the eternal to be stewarded with reverence, realizing that God has chosen to bless and shape planet earth through you and I, through us. And so let us, like Joseph, act in obedience to those prompts, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Let us be willing to take those faith steps, even when they seem like they're outside of human understanding. This is the faith journey that we are called to walk with our God. And so let's be open to those simple opportunities, the simple nudge of the Spirit each and every day. And whether it's to to give that gift to someone, whether it's to make a phone call or encourage that person or simply smile at that person who looks sad, whether it's to position yourself for a fire of God as you step into 2023, which has been absent from years that have gone on. Maybe it's to start or restart that course of study. Maybe it's to apologize or to forgive. Maybe it's to be bold in sharing your faith or to read that book that keeps popping into your mind. Let us respond knowing that God has a plan and God's plans are stewarded by ordinary people like you and I today. Scott, if you can join me on the keys, please, wherever you are. Not the band yet, just Scott. Thank you. So finally, God has a plan and God's plans are centred in Jesus. God has a plan and God's plans are centred in Jesus and Jesus brings freedom. Verse 23, Jesus, we see here called Emmanuel, God with us. God who came near. Verse 21, He will save us from our sins from the seduction, the entanglement, the enslavement that we can have to sin. Jesus came to save us from the separation between us and God that our sin does. Jesus came to take that gap away. In John 8, we see Jesus says that if I set you free, Jesus says, if I set you free, you will be free indeed. You will know what true freedom is. His freedom becomes our freedom. And this is the growing reality for us when we are centered in Jesus, when our lives, our purpose, our thoughts, our hopes, our dreams are centered in Jesus. The Christmas story is centered in Jesus. The the canon of Scripture is centered in Jesus. All of creation is centered in Jesus. We are gloriously anchored in love when we are centred in Jesus. There is supernatural power available as we are centred in Jesus. We become fully alive when we're centred in Jesus and our lives make sense when they're centred in Jesus. So let us be centred in Jesus today. Let us be centred in Jesus this Christmas. Let us be centred in Jesus this coming year. And this baby Jesus that we remember at Christmas was the seed that grew into the very Saviour of the world. And I want us to see Him afresh today. Our Jesus, who is the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us. Our Jesus, who is Saviour, Messiah 
And Lord, see Him afresh today, our Jesus who is Alpha and Omega, our Jesus who is the great I Am, our Jesus who is our living hope, our Jesus is our good shepherd, He's the true light of the world, He is the resurrection and the life. Our Jesus is the one name higher than any other, He is the way, the truth and the life. Our Jesus is the one who called me into God's family and chose me before the creation of the world in accordance with His pleasure and will. Our Jesus is the one who loved you first. Our Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. See Him afresh today. See Him afresh this Christmas. Our Jesus is the one who triumphed over sin and death on our behalf. Our Jesus is the one through whom we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Our Jesus is the one who shows what real love is. Our Jesus is the one who summarised the entire Bible into love God and love others. Our Jesus is the one who sets me free in Indeed, see Him again this Christmas time. Our Jesus is the one whose love compels me. Our Jesus is the life to the full giver. He's the one through whom I bear much fruit. Our Jesus is the one I am called to be an ambassador for, the one who holds all authority. Our Jesus is the one who said, I will be with you always. Our Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith the band would like to join me. Thank you. God has a plan. God has a plan and God's plans can seem a little less than ideal at times. God's plans have a supernatural stamp. God's plans start in seed form. God's plans are stewarded by ordinary people. And God's plans centre around Jesus and Jesus brings freedom. Close your eyes with me. Let's pray. Father, we, we are encouraged here today that you have a glorious plan for our world. And we thank you that you invite us to be a part of that story, that adventure, not just to remember the Christmas story, but to be an active part in it. Father, we thank You for the birth of Jesus. We thank You that, God, You came near and You came to save us from our sins. And Lord, today I ask for every seeker, every searcher, every doubter, Lord, that there would be an unveiling of Your truth, of Your incredible love, of Your call to freedom. And Lord, I pray that these people, these beautiful people loved so richly by You, Lord, that You would fill them with the courage to say yes and respond to Your call. God, I pray for every single one of us here today that that You would help us centre our lives around Jesus. That like Joseph, we would would even say a, a radical yes to Your plans, even when they don't seem to make sense, even when they seem less than ideal. Lord, we ask that You would supernaturally work in us. And we commit to letting your supernatural seed be planted in us, letting it sprout and grow and mature into fruitfulness and fullness. And so may Jesus be honoured as we let the Christmas story continue in us. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. 
we encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.